You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Good morning. This is Ken Sternfeld, and I am a concierge pharmacist. This is the Pharmacy Podcast Network's STAT consultation. I've been using TheraWorks Relief because it has been part of my daily routine to help me prevent muscle cramps and spasms, and I've been using it for fast-acting relief. When you use it twice a day, in the morning and before bedtime, it will prevent nighttime muscle cramps and spasms. Or if you use it three times daily, if you are ever experiencing cramps and those spasms during the day. As soon as you feel a muscle cramp or spasm coming on, use TheraWorks Relief to quickly release muscle tightness and reduce the soreness afterwards. Go to www.theraworksrelief, T-H-E-R-A-W-O-R-X, relief.com. This is Ken Sternfeld, the concierge pharmacist. Susie, the first and only pharmacy-specific podcast for women, about women, hosted by women. As recently as the 1960s, women made up only 8% of all U.S. pharmacists. Today, that number has increased to over 55% of the women pharmacists' workforce and 85% of the pharmacy technician workforce. With two-thirds of USD PharmaD graduates being female, these numbers are going up. Welcome to RX Talk with Susie. Your host is a pharmacist professional and educator, wife, mother, and the founder of Pharmacist Moms Group. RX Talk with Susie is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Now, let's talk. Hi, everybody. It's Susie. Welcome back to all the RX Talk with Susie listeners. Today, we have an excellent show. I'm really excited to have two guests on the show um, that you guys haven't heard from before. Uh, we have Dr. Nathan Tinker and Lisa Capobianco. Um, and they are both from the Connecticut Pharmacists Association. So I'm really excited to have them here, um, hear their stories, and um, let everyone listen in to what, what they have. So welcome. Morning, Susie. Thank you. Good morning, Susie. Thank you for having us. Great. So why don't we kind of talk about your, your story? You know, I might know a little bit more than the listeners. So why don't you let us know about you? how you got to your current role, where, you, where you've been, and, um, you know, and, how, and moving forward, some things about you. Well, I am currently the communications director here at the Connecticut Pharmacists Association. I've been here since November 2017. And before that, I worked at um, I worked as a reporter at a local newspaper in central Connecticut. I was there for about four years. I, I covered a range of beats from public policy to human interest stories to economic development. I, and before that, I um, attended Quinnipiac University, where I majored in broadcast journalism. And I have always had a passion for storytelling and writing. And, um, you know, in, in, in 2017, I decided that it was time for a little career switch. And when this opportunity opened up at CPA, um, I knew that um, it was a, a great um, stepping stone in my career to use the skills and experience that I gained in journalism and, and, and apply it here. 
Oh, great. So, uh, Lisa's the, the, the veteran around here. I'm the new guy. <laughs> um, I joined CPA back in October of 2018. Um, uh, but and you know the the truth is that I come to the pharmacy uh, industry and so forth uh, uh, pretty raw. I, I'm not a pharmacist myself, um, but my background uh, is in 20 to 25 years of life science and high tech uh, association management, uh, team leadership, etc. Uh, before I was here, before joining CPA, I was the CEO of the of New York Bio, the New York Biotechnology Association, for 10 years. And previous to that, I was the head of the Sapin Vaccine Institute, Cancer Vaccine Consortium. And previous to that, was one of the founders of the Nano Business Alliance, which is the National Nanotechnology Trade Association. Uh, going further back, uh, I've had kind of a, a circuitous career to get to this point. I actually have a PhD in 17th century literature, which uh, may sound like it doesn't quite uh, uh, fit with a pharmacy uh, uh, connection, but uh, the truth is that that the same skill sets that one uh, needs to have a to be a good uh, dissertation writer and communicator are the same ones that one needs to have to be a good communicator uh, in uh, in trade associations and in industry as well. So, uh, so cute is Ruth, but uh, uh, I enjoy where I am, and we're doing great things here at CPA. That's great. Yeah, I wouldn't expect your background to be in 17th century literature. So that's very interesting. I'm sure a lot of the listeners will find that interesting as well. And I, I think you're right. I think um, a lot of the skills are probably very similar to whether it's a trade association or even for some pharmacists who work in communications and trying to communicate with their patients and um, in, in that area as well. So um, my next question for you guys is really related to CPA and what you see as the vision for the organization. I know you're both fairly, fairly new. I know Lisa's more veteran, as you, as you mentioned, but um, what do you guys see as the vision for the organization moving forward? Well, one of the things that when, when I was talking to the board about taking on this position was, you know, the industry is in a, a, a major transition point, right? Um, you've got a uh, mail order uh, taking over so much uh, uh, so much of the industry. You've got uh, large-scale national chains. You've got uh, automation. You've got all these all these competing competing uh, technologies, uh, business models, uh, uh, plans, etc. That are are driving up against the traditional uh, community pharmacy model, or even the, the, the kind of the national chain model. Uh, chain model. So what, as an association in a you know, relatively small state like Connecticut, can we do to help promote um, the role of pharmacists, to help promote the, and, and expand the vision of, of what uh, they can do, what their practice can, a scope of practice can encompass? Uh, how do we educate uh, legislators and the community about what pharmacists can do and, and what that role can be in the larger uh, healthcare uh, uh, industry? So what we see here is being able to use the, the CPA as a launching ground for those sorts of uh, communication, outreach, uh, development, uh, and policy uh, processes to, to, to improve the the. Uh, the, the long-term career and development opportunities for the pharmacists in the state and hopefully, you know, beyond the state throughout New England and, and beyond. Uh, I think, like I said, to, to really a transition time in this industry and one that we need to kind of rethink the traditional 
business models and career uh, paths that uh, have, uh, have been in place in this industry for a long time. Now that's great. And when you talk about the, you know, Connecticut being a small state, which I know we know. So I, for myself, I used to live in Illinois. I lived in Chicago and which was the Midwest. All, all of them are very large states. So when I moved out to New Jersey, what I experienced was kind of the tri-state area. All of a sudden my news, when I would turn on the TV, it was reporting about New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. So, and then um, if you're in South Jersey, I know you even hear about Pennsylvania. So it's a, it's a different feeling when you're out on the East Coast. So um, do you guys interact with um, you know, pharmacists throughout New England, throughout different areas and on the East Coast and the Northeast, or is it, um, you know, strictly just Connecticut? Do you work, you know, do you work with anyone else? Oh, absolutely. We, we have good connections with uh, the pharmacy associations and all the, you know, all throughout New England. Um, Connecticut is interesting to your point about Chicago and Illinois. Um, Connecticut, if you're in the, is kind of split down the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the western uh, uh, side of the, the state, you tend to kind of be New York City facing. If you're on the eastern side of the state, you tend to be kind of uh, Boston and, and New England facing. And there really is a, a cultural sort of divide in this relatively small state on, on those, <laughs> you know, that, that, that gets split by the Connecticut River right through the, the middle of the state, as it were. So, you know, in a, a relatively small area, you've got, uh, you know, high-density urban areas like Bridgeport. You've got extremely rural areas uh, like the northeast uh, uh, portions of the state. And trying to uh, make sure that all of those areas are both represented um, uh, by the association, but, but also by the healthcare industry um, uh, in important ways is, 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 is key. And I think it's, it's one of the, the challenges here is the geography uh, of the state, um, as it is in many states, is such that you have um, an actual uh, dearth of healthcare providers across the state. And this is one of the areas where I think that, that pharmacists have the opportunity to kind of step forward and change that model, as I was saying a minute ago, uh, um, uh, that healthcare delivery model, uh, and we can be a model for that um, on the broader scale. But to your earlier point, yeah, um, we work closely and well with our, our uh, uh, sister organizations and sister states and uh, look for ways to make that collaboration as broad and deep as possible. Which is great. And um, which leads me to my next point, because you guys are very innovative. I was really excited when you had reached out about the Women in Pharmacy event that you're putting together for this May 31st and June 1st. Um, just looking at the location, actually, I got excited because it's at the, it's at spa. So it's at the spa at Norwich. Um, so why don't you guys um, tell me a little bit about putting, you know, this event and um, what, what you have in plan for Women in Pharmacy? All right. So when we decided to launch our inaugural, inaugural Women in Pharmacy Summit, uh, we really wanted to create a dynamic program that's both meaningful and relevant to the opportunities and challenges that women pharmacists face today. Um, our program is a combination of high-level continuing education programs, along with personal growth and development, as well as plenty of networking opportunities and spa time. Um, you know, our, among our major topics of this event are depression and anxiety, 
um, strategies for helping patients with diabetes reach their targets. We also have a keynote address from Nikki Hillier, the president of the American Pharmacists Association, and she will also be touching upon those opportunities and challenges um, that, that women, in, women in pharmacy are facing today. And, you know, to the, one, of the, one of the interesting things I, I, I found in, in starting to think about this and put together was that if you look at the number of, of young women in, in, in pharmacy school, um, they outnumber men significantly. Yet, there are not that many women who actually own their own pharmacies. There are not many women in leadership positions in the uh, uh, chain uh, organizations and so forth. What are the, the drivers and issues at hand that we can help to uh, uh, promote this wave of, of women coming into the industry and help them to uh, uh, develop uh, their careers in a way that is uh, interesting, meaningful, and uh, uh, engaged in the uh, modern version of this industry. Which is spot on. And I talk about that all the time. Actually, last month I presented at um, University of Illinois on this, on this topic, where for the past four decades, women have been graduating as the majority of pharmacy students and, or pharmacists. And um, they're not visible, whether it's you know, in leadership positions, um, even as deans of colleges of pharmacy, we, the schools have doubled. The amount of schools have doubled. But U.S. College of Pharmacy deans are only, women are only 25%. And it was 25% before it doubled, you know. Um, so it, it's been interesting all over the entire spectrum. And one of the things that I did find was that a lot of women work part-time, you know. So between the ages of 30 and 45, women, um, I think it's about 36% of women pharmacists are working part-time between those ages. Um, so I think that that speaks to a lot of women and um, where we, where we could go. And you're right when it comes to owning an independent and um, learning about other positions that might be available for women are, are also critical. So I'm really excited about this event. Um, you know, I think it'll be very, very well attended and very exciting to hear about all of these topics that a lot of women in pharmacy deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And Susie, I also wanted to add that uh, women pharmacists also face a risk of burnout in their careers. Time and time again, we're seeing studies that showing that pharmacist burnout is real in the industry. And actually, one of our programs um, on Saturday will touch upon that burnout. Um, Bridget Nelson from Express Scripts will be presenting a program on mindfulness, and you know, it, her program will focus solely on, um, you know, burnout and, and recognizing those, those triggers, those warning signs of burnout. And, you know, we hope that, um, you know, this event will help create more awareness in that area, as well as help women pharmacists come up with more um, strategies to um, uh, combat burnout in their careers. Which is great because I think you're right. That's a topic that comes up time and time again with, with women. Um, all of these topics, actually, even the depression and anxiety, that comes up a lot. Um, my group is, as you know, we have 25,000 plus female pharmacists in it, and those are the topics. That's what that's what we're talking about. So to have it live and have everyone focused on it, I think, um, is a is a great idea. Um, what are some other things that are there? Any other things that you guys are working on or um, related to legislation that might interest women in pharmacy as well? Well, it's, it's you know, uh, 
it's actually been a pretty busy legislative session here in Connecticut. We, we had a, a new governor. Um, we have a new, uh, uh, the Democrats took over all the, both the, the House and the Senate. So uh, we have a single uh, demographic running uh, uh, the government at the moment. So it's been interesting trying to negotiate all of these issues. And, and right now we're actually tracking about 142 different pieces of legislation um, affecting pharmacists and pharmacy in the state. Um, of course, the vast majority of those will not go anywhere, but you know, there are a couple of them that are, are pretty important. One that we have been championing and uh, working hard to, to move forward is uh, allowing pharmacists the opportunity to prescribe uh, tobacco cessation products. Uh, obviously, this is you know, passed in other states and so forth, and we're working to get that passed here in Connecticut. I think it's a great uh, opportunity to expand that scope of practice, as I was talking about earlier. And if you look at what's going on with the Medicaid program here in the state, they're actually looking for ways to expand expand um, healthcare access without uh, expanding the cost too much. And, uh, you know, pharmacists have a, a great platform to do that. Um, another key piece that we're working on um, is uh, recreational marijuana. Um, Connecticut has had a world-class medical marijuana program in place for almost 10 years, going on seven years, um, and 30,000 patients um, uh, with using the program. Now, one of the unique things about the medical marijuana program here in Connecticut is that every dispensary is required to have a registered pharmacist on staff to do the dispensing of the product. So pharmacists are intimately involved with the medical marijuana program here. Uh, and what we fear is that creating a recreational program or adult use program, as they're calling it, will actually significantly inhibit the uh, 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 medical marijuana program um, from being able to continue to expand and, and develop. Um, that's working its way through. We are working closely with the uh, uh, leadership in both houses and the governor's office to, uh, again, educate, inform, and enlighten them about how important this medical program is and how uh, you know how the recreational program could put that in danger. So there's, there's uh, and then a third piece I uh, just briefly. Um, note is expanding collaborative practice opportunities um, for pharmacists with APRNs, uh, which is new here in Connecticut. It's been done in a couple other places as well, but uh, we've had collaborative practice uh, with, with uh, physicians for quite a while, but uh, the APRN um, opportunity actually just passed out of the committee to the full Senate floor last week, and we expect that to go to a full vote in the next couple of weeks here as well. Wow, very exciting. So there's a lot going on in Connecticut, actually. Quite a few things. Um, how do people get involved? You know, if I'm a pharmacist now listening to this, and let's say I live in Connecticut, but I've never been involved. I talk to pharmacists all the time, every day. And many of them have never been involved in an association. So they go through school, they graduate, they might have even been very active as a pharmacy student, but then they graduate, life gets busy, they start working, and they don't usually go to meetings so, or even join an association. How, how would one get involved and, you know, why, why should they get involved? Well, it's actually really easy. So we've got uh, our website is ctpharmacist.org. And um, in, the last, you know, in the last few months, we've been really transitioning a lot of our uh, 
operational uh, and outreach opportunities to the website. So we are very uh, visible on the electronic front uh, uh, and so forth. Um, we're actually right now recruiting new uh, uh, members of the board uh, for the, the next uh, three, year, uh, three years. And the board is a whatever, you know, the, the uh, develop level of your career, wherever you are in your uh, 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 development on that front, um, the board is a great way to get involved, to uh, take a little bit of responsibility, to help guide and shape the the, um, folk, the the future of the association. And I tell people if if they don't, you know, if they don't like what the uh, CPA is doing or or disagree with it, don't complain about it. Get involved and help out. And uh, it's an opportunity to to uh, have a leadership role and uh, to really create a space for pharmacy in Connecticut uh, as we as we go forward. Yeah, I would agree. I think that getting involved is important because you can complain, but or you can actually try to do something. And I know sometimes it's hard for women, especially when they have young children at home or you know they're they're busy out outside. Um, but I think getting involved by just joining. And, and as you said, a lot more is available now via social media and electronically on, on the website. I think that is, that is important. Um, and it sounds like it's, it's pretty easy if they just go to the website. It's very easy. We have a lot of events. We have a lot of uh, we have committees. We've got a, the a foundation that helps raise money to support uh, pharmacy students. Um, you know, there are lots of bits and pieces of the organization that, that can, can use time and effort from the community, we, and we welcome that help. Great. And is anyone welcome to the Women in Pharmacy meeting? Do they have to be a member of the organization, or can anyone um, come to the Women in Pharmacy meeting? We are, are ambivalent. We would love to have anyone and everyone, at, uh, in, uh, not ambivalent in a pejorative sense, in a purely open and uh, 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 engaging sense. Uh, we want this to be a broad-based uh, network development, community development, career development opportunity. We're calling it two days of education, information, and relaxation for your inner and outer self. And uh, that's what we really mean. This, you know, there's CE opportunities here, many of them, but that's only half of what we, we want to achieve. We want this to really be an opportunity for women across New England in this profession and around this profession to have the, you know, to be able to connect, develop um, those relationships, develop that community opportunity. And, uh, um, you know, science has shown that longer term career development is all uh, is very heavily influenced by the sense of community. And that is what we want to be the underpinning of this event. Definitely. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, Lisa, did you have any other comments as well about that? Yes. We are offering early bird registration for members and non-members of CPA for the next few weeks. So if anyone listening to this is interested in attending, um, please sign up now because you'll receive a significant discount on your registration. That's great. Yeah, definitely. Everyone, and what's the, where would they go to register? What's the website? Do you want to give the URL one more time? ctpharmacists.org, plural. Perfect. Ctpharmacists. Perfect. And it'll be right there on the front page. You click through and you can see who all the speakers are, what the schedule is. Uh, what I'm looking forward to for myself is uh, um, Lisa Braga, who is the chairman of the board of, of Connecticut 
uh, Pharmacists Association right now, and a, uh, a yoga instructor will be doing uh, a yoga class on the on the deck for a sunrise uh, sunrise yoga on on Saturday morning. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm really, I'm very excited. So I hope to see everyone, everyone there too. Um, well, thank you so much for, for um, coming on this episode. I am really happy to have you guys on the show today and we'll hopefully have you back again soon. Thank you so much, Susie. Thank We're you, looking Susie. forward to seeing you at the end of May. Thank you. Thank you for listening to RX Talk with Susie. Please share this podcast on all your social media outlets and help us reach other women in pharmacy. Be sure to check out our website. Go to pharmacistmomsgroup.com.